Mark's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 Hello, this is George Lanham, and you're listening to Base Agenda.
Hi, welcome to Base Agenda. Good to have you with us this week. One of my favourite techno artists is going to dominate the show. George Lanham, English guy now based out of Barcelona. An exceptional DJ, an incredible producer, and also the head of Perito Park. A very, very good label too. So those of you who are new to Base Agenda, this is how it works. Each week we interview an artist. That person chooses tracks that they're impressed by recently, tracks of their own that they're particularly proud of and tracks that inspired them to start making their own music in the first place. Kicked off with a couple of electro tracks. First up there we heard D. Omen, a track called Circulating. That's coming out tomorrow on uh, Borg Recordings. Check that out. Very, very good stuff. If you like it, heavy and twisted. Following that, Roman Zwadney's back. A great two-track electro release from him. That track was called Hastings Stare Down. And any second now we're going to be slipping into uh, something by J. Mass. It's J. Mass and DKM track called Signal. Look out for that. It's going to be out on uh, Base Agenda recordings in the next few weeks.
techno vibe going now. Slip into some tracks by George Lanham, our guest this week. First up, we've got Cambridge Offensive. Following that, you're going to hear Fever Snitch. And in both of those, you're going to hear George talking about how he got into music and why he's particularly proud of those two tracks. When I first went into a club, I was like, I have to, I have to know more about this. Not because I really wanted to DJ, but because when you see, I just have to know more about something if I like it. And uh, I just had to have turntables. I had, you know, I was just, if I'm going to go to a club, which I, I did every week, you know, when I was 18, and uh, still almost do really, uh, still do almost. But yeah, uh, and then I just had to get turntables, and uh, I DJ for ages, you know, at home house parties, that kind of thing. But when uh, when I was at university, we ran a couple of parties and I DJed at them, and I really liked that. And then it was a couple of years I moved to to Leeds, didn't really do much. But then when I moved back home to Cambridge, we I got involved in this night, and all I think about is what I'm going to DJ at that night, every yeah. all, all month. And uh, then I was on Ableton, you know, just messing about like a hobby. The DJing was serious for me, and the running at the night was serious. But the Ableton was a hobby. And then after about a year or two on Ableton, messing about, it became the same process. What am I going to make to play? I never, never thought about sending my stuff to anyone else. I thought it was weird, to be honest, to find another DJ to play my music. But, but yeah, and so I just made stuff for the night. I made stuff for the night, and it wasn't until we finished the night that I let anyone else hear it really because I went travelling and uh, I sent stuff to Dave to Dave Clark and to, to Woody McBride and people like that just thought of otherwise it wouldn't, wouldn't have got played it would have sat on my hard drive and I was shocked when they when they liked it to be honest but yeah so it's all, all my stuff is just it, you know, I'm not sat down and produced anything really I just got into it produced anything for anyone else it's sort of it's just part of my DJ sets really anything that's come out has probably been into a draft draft number one draft number two to like draft ten it's just something I play out it's just um, you know it's made for me to play out but it has to stand up against the other tracks I'm playing out so it is a, like a fully finished production but but yeah you know the only the only intention is for my DJ sets but basically the early stuff was when Speedy J and Chris Liebing were starting to do this bass heavy techno and at the end of the night I'd go back to back with the other residents playing like stuff like that and old RNS stuff and old Beltram stuff and I just wanted to make something that was modern with a you know a modern bass like the Chris Liebing stuff but that would mix with the with have like the old school synths like the Beltram stuff and um, really if you hear the early my early stuff it is just it's just that and uh, that's that's really how that's my my drive for the production really
I wanted to write something that was broken because we were playing a lot of broken stuff as well. And sometimes when it went back, went back to back with the other residents, they play like uh, sort of something old school hardcore or something. And I just wanted something to, again for the DJ sets. And uh, I knew when I wrote it, I wasn't going to give it to anyone, to to any other label. I was just, and I hadn't even thought about starting a label. But um, so I think I wrote it about three years before it came out. And it was the first track I put out on Frito Park. But yeah, it just um, it was exactly what I wanted to write, and uh, yeah, it's dark. It's um, it's different to anything else I've written. It's because it's on that broken beat, and it's uh, I can't really describe it. It's sort of really delay. There's loads of delays in it, and it's um, it's just dark and rolling. And it's exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah, I was really proud of it when I did it, and uh, I still am really. I still play it out a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. I think now dubstep people are doing techno and that kind of thing, and you get uh, you get lots of really nice broken stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time now. There's no sort of rules, I think. Yeah, just lots of people doing lots of different things. It's good. It's a good time.
that's another one. When I went, when I was, uh, I went travelling and I had a laptop with me, and it's just something I wrote on my headphones. I can't remember where it was, in like Peru or something. And I just thought, oh, that's. I wrote like loads of stuff. Like I was away for twelve months, I think, or ten months. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I just, I just wrote loads of tunes. And when I got back, that was the one. I was like, okay, I need to finish that one. And uh, yeah, it was good. It's hard. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was happy with that one. It's just something. It was again. That's something that I w- I'm not going to play out that much because it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's the sort of thing you'd finish a set with, maybe if I was playing at peak time. But it's this, it's exactly the thing I'd want to finish a set with. You know, something that's mine, but um, tough. And yeah, it was hard. It was, uh, it was, it was. I was just basically, I hadn't been to a club either for like uh, six months. Sort of lost sight of uh, of that sort of thing. It's difficult to to produce when you're not DJ. And um, and uh, yeah, but it just sort of came through. I was like, I'm going to make something hard that I can finish my sets with. And uh, I did write about 20 tracks, and that was the only one I finished that was like that. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was happy, really, really happy with it because there's not a lot in it, but it's just dark and brooding. I like it. This is just like listen to Bass Agenda. to a couple of tracks that inspired George Lanham to start making his own music. This is of course the mighty Joey Beltram. This track is Game Form. Coming up shortly after this, another mighty one by him called Ormento. If you hear it in a club like Atomic Jam, it's that you can't help but, but want to be involved in that sort of music. Why well, couldn't anyway? It's so uh, played at the right time. It's uh, it's the sort of thing you, you remember, isn't it, from a night out, and uh, it encapsulates that time, especially nights like Atomic Jam. And when we used to go up to the end, it's uh, yeah, it's that moment that you remember, isn't it? Just everyone going nuts, and it's uh, it's punishing. Yeah, it's not. It's not grindingly hard. It's not over. I think it came from a time when those tracks were big, and then techno got like excessively percussive and hard. But it's hard. But it's uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not grinding like that. It's good. It's a great track. It hits the spot properly.
nuts that I, I play almost every set. It's um, yeah, because it's if you slow it down, it's um, well, it's it's, it's tough. But again, it's not something like uh, loads of hats and aggressive percussion, so you can play it all over the place. Often I play it twice as well. So you can, uh, it's yeah, it's just it's, and it's got that. It's just a driving drum, but it's got that just massive, massive synth line. It, it just brings everyone in. It's uh, yeah, it's wicked. I think he's probably the best. I'd say he's one. He's the best producer uh, for me, anyway. Uh, I definitely listen to everything he's, he's putting out. But yeah, if you look at the back catalogue, it's impressive. And it's most of it is just you know drums and a 101. But it's uh, yeah, well the disco sound and stuff as well. But but yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, he made it so big. It's so simple, but yeah, they're big.
Well, yeah, well, I suppose I'd been listening to electronic music when I was growing up, but um, but I didn't really know about, the, you know, it's dance floor relevance. Like, I'd be listening to Prodigy or like uh, or like uh, Goldie Timeless, but then I'd be listening to other stuff like Nirvana and I wouldn't really know, you know, it was just all good music, really. And then when I went to uni, I went to University in Exeter and there were loads of, we used to go, there was loads of things. We used to go up to Bristol to go to like free parties which were massive and like Gabba and Acid Techno and then we, there was a massive drum and bass scene in Exeter and we used to go to a club called The Cavern every Friday and then at the same time we'd go to um, we'd go up to The End in London and see like people like Richie Horton play all night and so yeah it was uh, yeah so it was a lot of things I was exposed to at the same time I, I, I was into the music already but I didn't really it was when I went to Exeter that I um, you know I was exposed to it on lots of different levels in a club or a squat or whatever it was uh, yeah it was exciting it was really good days but yeah it was, we were into everything really uh, it was a good place to be Exeter because um, it was just uh, it just had a, such a massive drum and bass scene it was so um, it's, such, it's a small place but just everyone was into jungle which is I was from Cambridge and it was just sort of a house thing or like it wasn't so serious about music but I just felt like everyone I knew next to anyway was just really really into it and it was refreshing to go somewhere where people were so into everyone was really into it all you do is listen to it all the time listen to tapes and c- CDs I suppose
So this nice slice of acid is uh, George Lanham, a track called Calling in the Rats. We'll be talking to you about that in a minute. Before that, a great track from Angel Alanis called Dichotomy. And when George is finished telling you about this track, we're going to slip into Ben Sims, a track called Raise Your Hands, the Mr. G remix. It was basically, I think it was the first thing I, I I was doing in Ableton that I thought, yeah, okay, this isn't now a hobby on the side. This is something that I can actually finish for my DJ sets. Also, because everything else at that point had just, I knew I was just messing around. I was making stuff that I was going to take to the club and listen to beforehand, but I wasn't going to play it. And, this, and then and that, it was just, it came together really quickly. It finished itself really quickly. And um yeah, it was uh, it was it was right, and it came to, it just came together really quickly and felt right. And I played it out a, a couple of times and um, made a couple of changes, and yeah, I was just really happy with it. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was just different. It was a weird time because at that time I was just a DJ, just DJing at a night, and uh, you know, no one knew who that track was by. And it was uh, it was it was nice to, to play something like that. I just made it sort of uh, just because what we used to do, we used to play before the main act came on warm up and then we'd go back to back after and I made it for like the sort of last track I'd played before the the main act came on and uh, yeah it was good it was good to see uh, you know a club go off to it that's all I'm thinking about when I'm making it anyway and if um, so I'm only going to play it at the right point in my set and if it's uh, if it doesn't do if it doesn't do what I thought it would do you know when I was in the studio then I'm, I'm annoyed by it and it goes back and sometimes it doesn't it just goes in the bin but yeah, yeah, basically. If when it if it does what I wanted it to do, I'm happy. I'm happy with it.
got it's just got that uh it's just like a like it's just a drum and a synth really but it's just driving it doesn't stop but uh you know it just keeps going it keeps going and it's old i like that old school sound really that um that sort of old uh like mills and birmingham malero sounds and uh it's like that but it's modern yeah it's perfect it's exactly the sort of thing that we want to be putting out on preto park he lives in spain it's not far away in saragossa and uh yeah they've got a small scene there and uh yeah he's doing well he's um you know, he plays. He likes to play out like 140, 150, like hard. But yeah, he's good. I, yeah, I meet up with him a couple of times. He's a good guy, and uh, yeah, yeah. But everything he sends me is uh, is impressive. You know, there's a lot of people that send you stuff, and you're it's like, okay, it's good, but you know, it's not amazing. Or everyone writes tracks that aren't good, but everything he sends me is uh, is good. He's uh, yeah, he's a good producer. talking about a guy who's doing very well in a techno scene right now, David Miser, track called Rising Entropy, which you can pick up on uh, George's label, uh, Perito Park. Coming up next, we've got Paul Edge, track called Black Microdot, the Vegim remix, great stuff. And then after that, another track that's blown George away lately, uh, a track by Sleep Archive. It's track number three, taken from A Man Dies in the Street, part one.
couple of bits of hardware, but I know as a techno producer you're supposed to say that you love hardware, but I hate it. I hate it. It's 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 cumbersome. You get delay. You have to get it out with. Um, I, I sample my. I've got a dot for dark energy. To be fair, that I love and I, I stand there and make loads of tweaks with it. But I just I'll record the stuff over like um, sort of six. If I get something nice, I'll record a sixteen bar loop and. Uh, or I'll say two bar and just make loads of sounds and then I'll and then I'll save it all, bounce it all into an Ableton file and then I'll sample it later. But really, I like I like software. I like that you can do something, come back in uh, in a year if you want to, if you haven't progressed it, and be like, oh, I'm just going to get that out and see what comes of it. And uh, and you can constantly make changes. It does mean that some tunes take, might take ages to finish because I'm always always sort of there can always be another change. You know, nothing's committed, but. But I like it, I like that you can come back and, and change everything. there in their top 10 but um but again again it's the same dynamic that i was speaking about before it's just so simple it's just it's probably just a 101 and a, and a 909 isn't it but it's um it's awesome it's really good it's just simple it's um that really good uh, loop and it's something that everyone will play it's something that i think uh, people uh you know this deep berlin djs would play it and it's uh all the way through to people you know punishing people play punishingly hard it's yeah it's a good uh, it's a good track
thing is, I think in this day and age, I don't know if it was the same when I was first into techno, because I wasn't really, there wasn't really the internet, well, it, there was the internet, but it wasn't as big as this. But I think everyone sort of seems to be wanting to be on the same level. Like if they're reading on Resident Advisor that in Berlin they're doing this, suddenly everyone's got to do the same thing. And uh, and I think now we're moving away from that, which is good. Uh, you know, I, I, for me, when I go to a techno night, I don't want to see just the same thing over and over again. I want to see someone's play at, you know, even 110 BPM at the start, finish at like 160 if they have to. But, you know, and, and the DJ be afraid not to come on, not be afraid to come on and drop the BPMs by 10 or 15. And, uh, or, you know, see someone play just Chicago and see, see, you know, lots. And when I go into techno, that's what you do, you know. You might go to see Derek Carter one week and DJ Rush the other and or even see music as different as that on at the same night and it's it's interesting and uh, and I think for a, for a minute well for a bit uh, it wasn't there wasn't that much diversity in it but now it's it's coming back and there's so much interesting music coming out of London and Berlin and and Amsterdam as well and, and all over Spain especially and uh, you know people just not being afraid to do different things and I think that's the best thing for the future really. George Lanham's remix of uh, I'll Never Suck a Corporate Cock by half of Rodney. Serious energy in this track and serious energy in the next track. Another track that George is particularly proud of producing. This was his collaboration with uh, Mr. Jones out on the public stand label Collab 3.
working with someone else is much is I find much quicker because I'll I'll open a file, think about what I'm doing, and then I'll I'll come back to it the next day. And you know, there's there's stuff on my my laptop now that I I'm finishing from two years ago. You know, that was started as a loop, whatever. But um, it doesn't normally take that long. But stuff I you faff with or like. But with uh, what I did with him was I started uh, like two tracks and just made a one bar loop, but complete. You know, from like uh, the peak, the middle point of the track, sent it to him in parts, and I did that for two tracks, and he did the same to me. And so the parts were there, ready to go, and then uh, I just added the synth. So he had this sort of really tough bass and all the drums and everything, and I just put in the synth, and it was done. Yeah, he's 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 a really good producer, and uh, the the synth builds really nicely. But he's he's got just got this massive bottom end in it that he's done, and it's uh, it works well. Yeah, it's good. He he probably spent two hours on it. I probably spent two hours on it.
This crazy track is Machine Code. The track's called Template. A minute or so left on this one, then we're going to get into part two, which is a great mix put together by George Lanham. Focuses in on the uh, talent on his Pareto part label. Some nice unreleased stuff in there for you as well. Thanks to George for taking part in Bass Agenda. Seriously, one of the most exciting techno producers out there at the moment, in my view, and a real nice guy too. Wish him all the best for the future. And if you want to find out more about him, best thing to do is head over to technopodcast.com, where you'll find links to uh, George's SoundCloud page and other pages, details of the label Pareto Park. Plus, he filters through uh, the uh, the masses of mixes and live sets that are out there, uh, chooses some of the best ones and posts them on there as well. Great site to uh, to check out. George Lanham in the mix, coming up.
just there from George Lanham. Good stuff. Some uh, new tunes in there to look out for as well. Now, I'm back a little bit sooner than normal. Uh, usually there's a two-week gap between shows, but uh, doing one uh, extra special next week on Wednesday at uh, 8pm UK time. Special on Blastro Men and their new album, Reality Opens. If you like your electro bass on an epic scale, don't miss it. Have a good weekend. Cheers. shit folks <laughs> we're going away going away